What would you say you do here? Jeff, hey, thanks for joining us on the podcast. How's it going? Hey, Mark, going great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So tell us in your own words, you know, what, what's your role? What do you do here at Kinexus? Okay. So my official title is Vice President of Sales. And I guess with that official job, my job is to make sure that we drive enough revenue into Kinexus so that we can keep solving problems for our customers. I mean, we're a business, we got to keep the lights on. But um, personally, I, I think more in terms of my job, in terms of emotion, I'm, I'm one of those emotional type people. And I think that one of my main roles here is really just to be the emotional leader of our organization. So I really like to kind of know everything that's going on. I like to have my hands in as many things as possible. And, and I kind of see it as my job is to just help people as much as possible. Um, I'm happy to get into details though about like vice president of sales and what that means. You think that would be helpful? Sure. I mean, I think if you can touch on like, you know, the balance of what you do of selling or, you know, Clint Corley was already on the podcast. Clint reports to you. So I, I'd be curious the, the mix of, of, of selling and managing. If you want to yeah, so, on that. yeah, that's great. I, I I started out where I was doing mostly kind of selling before Clint was on board. And now that he's here and Matt Van is here, I find doing probably 65 to 70% of my time is, is more managing and, and less selling. That said, from a selling standpoint, you know, I look at my job as trying to articulate our belief system at Kinexus and that'll help us to attract customers that believe the same things that we believe. And so a lot of what I do is try to uncover problems that customers have and then see if I can make recommendations on how we might solve those problems. Sometimes it's Kinexus and sometimes it's not. From a management perspective, I'll tell you, tons of things come up. We're always dealing with questions from customers. We're dealing with how do we handle certain situations and I'm also trying to kind of put lean principles at work through our sales and marketing activities. And I know you and I have talked about this in the past, but I'm pretty big on kind of punishing process and not people. Mm -hmm. And so anytime that we make a mistake, I'm trying to be pretty ruthless at figuring out how we can design a better process so that doesn't happen again. And we're trying to generate leads. We're trying to attract customers. We do a bunch of demos. We're trying to solve problems, and and I try to just design processes so we can do that as efficiently as possible. Yeah, can can you think of an example of, of something where there was a change to the process to help prevent some sort of error that had occurred or some sort of error that could occur? Yeah, I mean this happens a lot in our order form. So one of the decisions we made a long time ago is that we were going to be transparent with our pricing. Some organizations are not, right? You buy you buy from them and you can't really see what things might cost later. And it gives the organization a lot more flexibility to change prices over time. We decided we're going to be transparent. So that's all stuff that gets listed on an order form for a customer. And I think it's in their best interest to see what they might pay in the future. But, you know, it means that you have to really, that pricing has to be done well on an order form. It has to convey the right information. And over time, you make little mistakes that you, you didn't even realize would be a mistake the first time you did it. So 
we're in this constant state of evolution with our paperwork, trying to make things easier for customers. And I know that's really nitpicky from a sales perspective, but it, it helps a lot the, as we get better over time. That to me makes it easy, easier for our customers to partner with us. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about, you've already mentioned a lot, the idea of you, you're not just selling software and solutions. I, I know you're very serious about the idea of identifying, understanding, and solving customer problems. So can you maybe just share a little bit more about that consultative sales process? If someone reaches out and says, Jeff, I think our organization wants Kinexus, what, 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 like, what are other typical questions that you start with? Yeah, sure. So I want to make sure that, I mean, we believe that technology is going to play a role in helping people to create and sustain a culture of continuous improvement, right? That's our belief system. It, and if someone's not trying to do that in their organization, there's going to be tension, right? They're trying to, if they're trying to accomplish a different goal than what we believe as an organization, there's just not going to be a fit. And so, so for instance, I believe a lot in kind of leveraging the collective knowledge of employees. I believe in that bottom-up concept of, of asking your people what they need to do in order to get better. And so I'll do a lot of probing to see how committed some, someone is to that. People talk a good game about it. They say, yeah, we want to leverage our employees. Mm-hmm. But then you ask them how they go about doing it, and you can tell that they're really not committed to it. And if that's the case, you know, I, I might point them to a consultant or um, see if we can get a conversation with one of their executives to see if we can figure out why maybe that commitment's not there rather than just trying to push software. There, mm. there are just some times when software is not the right answer to solve the problem. And, and look, I think that's as much a benefit for our customers as it is a selfish endeavor because if we bring on a customer that's not a good fit, we're really wasting the resources of our organization that could be applied to someone who is a good fit. And so I, I, I see it as a selfish and as a, you know, as a way to really help make sure that our customers have a good experience. Yeah. So the one other thing we're asking people in this series here is for you to share something outside of work that's a particular interest or passion or hobby of yours. Um, okay. So I've got a, I've got a couple, I'll, I'll pick one. I think that probably is a little bit, um, different that people might not talk about. So one of my passions is networking. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I feel like as part of my job, I have to maintain a large network, right? We've got prospects and customers and partners and employees and potential employees and mentors and friends of Kinexus, but I also try to maintain as big a network as I can of people I used to work with and friends outside of work and, and whatever. And I do it in a really proactive way, right? I feel like it's my job to maintain my network. It makes me happy. I enjoy having a big network and, um, and I do it very kind of purposefully. And the, the process I chose was I actually keep track of birthdays. Uh, I learned this when I was 21. I, I kind of plagiarized it from somebody. And if you look at my calendar every day, there's a list of birthdays of people that I knew at some point in my life. And I spend about 30 minutes every morning typing 
typing birthday messages and it keeps me in touch with people. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those things where, you know, if I did it just out of a desire for payback, I don't think I'd get as much out of it. But uh, I'm very proactive about my network. It's been one of the best decisions that I've made. I've turned other people on to that technique. Um, yeah, I'll say Facebook sometimes takes away a little bit of the. <laughs> the Facebook you know, does that now. Yeah, yeah they kind of do does. it for people, but what? but I still manage it the old-fashioned way with my calendar and, and typing emails to people, <laughs> and so it's been a real good kind of you know look. I look at it as a hobby. A part of my job is to maintain my network, but it's also something I enjoy doing a lot. Okay. Well, great. Well, thanks, Jeff. Um, thank you for talking about what it is that you do here. Jeff Reseller, VP of Sales. Any last words you want to leave the listeners with? No, I'm, I appreciate it, Mark. I appreciate you doing this. I think this is fun. I, uh, I usually enjoy the work that goes into developing a craft. And uh, I think that aligns with our mission here. Mm-hmm. I think it is a good focus at home. And so I look at my job as to continue developing myself and to help others around me do it too. So I'm happy to be a part of this series. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Mark. Thanks.